Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Matt Denby. Guess what's coming up on this week's Binge List? G'day, Hamish and Andy here, and um, you're listening to The Binge List, which I hope you knew because you <laughs> voluntarily downloaded it and pressed play. Uh, that's all true. <laughs> This is the only show that uses heavier digital face filters than RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Some of the shots on uh, of Kim Kardashian's face were practically animation. They were so digitally touched up. This show, I I really hate it. I yeah. think a river boy died in that, actually. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, daggy family fun, guys. I don't so know hang on, what? Like Game of Thrones. <laughs> he prides himself as one of the greatest players of all time, and he's committed the ultimate sin. He could never go back and do that commando thing on Biggest Loser because we've seen him literally himself before a challenge. I haven't paid attention to the block since the days of Gavin Waz and Amity Dry in her lighthouse. (laughs) Amity's still recording. She's still number one on the charts. Do it. Yeah, the lighthouse. Come on, join in. Join in. There might be a whole page of literally just Hamish Andy, Hamish Andy, Hamish Andy. Welcome back to Binge List, your weekly guide to the best on Aussie TV. Joining me in the studio are Who Magazine's TV experts, Claire Rigdon and Gavin Scott, as well as two very special guests. Yes, it's Hamish Blake and Andy Lee, stars of Nine's True Story with Hamish and Andy. Welcome all. Hello. Uh, Hi. Thank Thank you. Present. Yes, it's you. Fun on the show. <laughs> we said we'd always wait till you've done after ten before we came on. Yes, yeah, we've warmed 16, up. Now. I understand. Yeah, Ooh, yes, well researched. It's fantastic. I listen, <laughs> I listen guys, every week. I thought we might talk about reality TV this week. What a great idea! Thought, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. You guys are such experts. I'm just going to throw shows at you. <laughs> right, go. I expect to be okay to know enough. <laughs> mm. Dance sure. boss. Okay, Claire. Oh, dance boss. We're talk- right. Okay. Did you know that it's uh, Monday night? Sunday sheet. You saw. The- <laughs> Yes, you are right. We are talking about reality TV in this episode. Right. It's like you knew. Yeah. It's almost like we were it's a small heads up. It's like we uh, snuck a little sneak peek at Gavin and uh, and Matt's uh, sheets. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why you guys are here, mm. because we want to talk to you about True Story. But back to you, Matt. We're going to get to the wonderful True Story very soon, but let's start with Dance Boss, hosted by the fabulous Danny Minogue, which is currently airing on Seven. This one sees groups of ordinary workmates teaming up on the dance floor. We've got zookeepers and office workers and ambos facing it off against each other with some pretty amazing results. What did you think, Claire? Oh, yeah. I uh, I quite like this one. It's uh, daggy family fun, guys. I don't so, know hang on, you... what? Like Game just, of Thrones. Just, just, did you... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just yeah. lo-fi, silly so fun. So they're not dancers? No, no, no. no so no. it's... It's regular people, right? So oh. it would be like me, Gavin and Matt. Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yes, so would I. I imagine. Jazz hands at the ready. So we work with a, a choreographer and then we go on this show. Oh, this and it's sounds like better young... than I thought. I thought it was just like, so you think you can dance again. I just thought like, st- no, like dance, just... this show would dancers are coming back to show off again. No, no, this would be more accurately <laughs> called, so you wouldn't have assumed you could dance. <laughs> <laughs> 
but maybe you can. <laughs> maybe. Look, right. yeah. So I mean, and how long do they get? Well, so they get they get a couple of weeks to to de- to rehearse with mm. a choreographer, and they get put with a stylist. And so in the end, you've got so say for example, in the first episode, mm. they have a group of public servants from Canberra. Yeah. You know, Jenny from Accounts, Nigel from Dispatch, whatever. They need to explain yeah. this better on the promos because yeah, right. Because they just go like on like it's all you know, Danny and and flashing lights and everything for the promo on Channel Seven, and then it goes the Zookeepers versus. The, and I was <laughs> yeah, just like, I yeah, guess that's right. their band name. Like I literally <laughs> yeah. thought that was a dance. No, they're actual zookeepers. Right, I thought it was a mm. dance troupe yeah. called the Zookeepers no. that, uh, that, that had been <laughs> doing. It would be, but that would be different. So yeah. yeah, so just normal everyday people who who think that they might you know have these secrets. They've got the, the boogie within them. Who think that they might be out of dance? Yeah, and we I, thought bust, we had the everyday people market cornered ham. No, bitch. you don't. <laughs> we, so, barely, we don't even make you get out of their chair. <laughs> We're the show for lazy everyday people. Well, yeah. So this show is basically yeah normal people competing. So they're they're all in with a run on a quest to take out hundred thousand dollars prize money. It also makes. More sense to me now. You say all this because I thought some of the dancing. I was like, "Wow, okay, these professional guys aren't doing as well as you." No, they're absolutely not professional. (laughs) Do they have to do a dance that's like loosely based on their workplace? Like the zookeepers chasing imaginary animals and stuff. No, but the zookeepers did do a spectacular um, sort of Lion King inspired routine, Circle of Life, yeah, Circle of Life, and it was all. It was just all very well. It was a little bit sort of cultural appropriation, perhaps. Yep. But yep. you know, there was there I mean, were dancing probably in the sold dirt parts and of stage show. So you'd have probably not feel that on your <laughs> yeah. back too far. No, but no, it's it's actually really good, clean fun. Like, and Danny Minogue is a great host. So she, I think she's one of the EPs on this. So it's you know, yeah, it's right. one of her kind of projects. Yeah, it's her idea. Yeah, so and she's she. Do you reckon she went into like a baker's delight on the weekend one one day and saw just someone went, bopping? I reckon you guys could dance. I reckon, but and I reckon you, you could verse Brumbies. Yeah. <laughs> Do they even exist anymore? I don't even know. No, not anymore after they the got great danced Daddy out of it. Yeah. <laughs> danced out of business. But yeah, that's exactly it because I don't know if you've seen on YouTube, mm. there's actually heaps of like, you know, there's those prisoners that do the routines oh, yeah, in that yeah. in that jail. Oh, yeah. you know, and then, the, then there's like, like Macca's dancers who've like, you know, just got way too much time on their hands. And have True, it is a fun thing that people like to do if you live in a, you know, if, you, if you're in a sort of a monotonous workplace, <laughs> like prison. It would yeah. be prison versus prison. Pri- yeah. mean, they have all the time there in the go. world to get it going. You're dancing and for a pardon. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah. The hit new format. <laughs> It'll happen. Actually, not bad. It's actually not bad, guys. In all seriousness, can uh, we cut the microphone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's brainstorm. <laughs> no, but we were talking before about the fact that there's very little stuff that you can sit down and watch with the with the whole family, oh, right? And this but the fun thing about Pardon Me is we, <laughs> we we do pick prisoners that are clearly close to being reformed and they're yeah. all great characters right, who okay. just made a mistake. So yeah, yeah. we would never put anyone on Pardon Me that would scare kids. It is a family show <laughs> yeah. and we're very keen on everyone tuning so in. So it's in not six like months. sex offenders versus like... Sex offenders are usually out. If I'm going to say always out. Always out. Always yeah. out. Um, that was one of our first rules. Petty crime, white collar. slip-ups, mishaps, wrong side of the law just for a moment. Yes, and uh, remorseful. Remind I love that we're really very, going there and workshopping this. Very thing. remorseful. Yes. <laughs> we, we don't have to workshop it. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done and you guys have got the exclusive. You were there at the, gest- <laughs> you were there at the gestation and you can play this back when it premieres. Oh, look, but in all seriousness, it is worth checking this 
show out. If you mm. want to sit home and watch something with your with your kids, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like we've been into. It well, it's uh, I couldn't tell you. Seven thirty, t- I think. Yeah, family friendly. But it's a ninety minute or an hour. I think it's an hour. Okay, good. So it doesn't clash the important time slot of eight forty yeah. on Tuesday was, night. Was that a plug? No, it's just saying. <laughs> that's just common. It's just, just, that's just what people say. And, on the and what what happens at that time slot? People I'd have, go to have, to, I'd have to have a quick look at the TV. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Could it be your show? It may be. Whatever you gravitate towards to uh, at that point in time, it's your right. own choice. Absolutely I would never you. be here to lobby. Well, we're going to get the load. Um, we're going to get the load. We're going to get the the load. We'll get a load guys. of plugs from us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look for those that are looking for um, a, a good sort of family-friendly show, this is the one. Gav, what did you think? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it is very family-friendly. We were saying before the podcast that since Ninja Warrior finished really abruptly, it only seems to go for like five episodes and then it's gone. And nobody's ever really a winner. And no one's ever really a winner. But um, yeah, since that's gone, yeah, my four-year-old needs something to watch. Your four-year-old needs something to watch. Yep. And Dance Boss is it. And they can get up, they can join in, they can probably do a better job than the dancers <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting you say about Danny. Um, this is made for Danny and, and made by Danny, it would seem. <laughs> but this um, this kind of show is made for Danny. She's got su- such a great personality. It's funny that her and Kylie have both become reality show judges. Yeah. But I can I can't really see Kylie hosting a show like this. But Danny is perfect as the host. She, she seems made for yeah. This type she's of role. and she's very like I recently chatted to her for Who magazine, and she's really passionate about this project. She's she just is um, singing its praises to the rooftop. And, um, yeah, and she's personally invested in it, so she's giving it her all. And, yeah, um, we've got a little bit of audio from my chat with Danny where she actually talks about um, Dance Boss and how it actually clashed with um, Kylie's recent 50th birthday celebrations. Um, so let's have a little listen to it now. Was it hard being away from her on her birthday? Because you were feeling it was. Right? It was yeah. incredibly emotional because not only was it a big birthday, but to have a family member that you know you hate to mention the the cancer word, but yeah. has gone through that, and there were moments where we thought, "Will yeah. she live?" Yeah, it brings back. A lot, yeah. and it's not all bad stuff. You're celebrating. You're going still here, still strong, yeah. and my God, having such an incredible year. There's so much to celebrate, and of course, we all wanted to be there to celebrate that with her. Yeah. But I said, look, it's just we we can't all be there at that time. So let's do something separate as a family. And I yeah, saw, you know, lots of stuff in the paper of everyone arriving and leaving. Oh, and it looks so much fun. Not our thing when we do a family yeah. event. Yeah. Like at her 40th, we did a big family thing. We were all together and nobody saw any of it in the press. Yeah, so awesome. it was like, we, we kind of want to repeat that. And, and we said, look, it doesn't matter if it's later in the year. It's the Festival of Kylie. Yeah, yeah. I think 50th, you can, you can make that go for an entire year. So that was Danny. The, the thing I like as well about the show is that Shani Vincent is back on TV. As one, of, one of the judges who, mm. um, you know, Adam Garcia was a given yeah. uh, that he would be a judge on the show. Was a given? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, I'm not sure. Well, he's if, the only, I mean. If, I mean, did Channel 7 have said when Danny goes, I've got this great show for you, and they were obviously, <laughs> no, obviously it's a given. It's a given. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a I mean, dance show, and so I think Adam Garcia and Tim Amatic were kind of like, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's too he's, in it too. He's, yeah, oh, he's Judge. Yeah, and then when Shani Vincent all, came out like, on stage, I was like, oh, yeah, Shani. Shani. Do you guys even know who Shani is? Would you just, just I, say I'll Shani honest, 15 times? At first, times. I thought you said Shiny Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Shiny he was a Vincent. dancer who wears a, a metallic suit. <laughs> Shiny Vincent. But now you say, now that you're he's saying a given. Shani, Shani, I do remember. Shani Vincent may have been the same year as we started. I reckon, I feel like the name... I feel like we maybe even were at Channel Seven back in the day. That mm. name was, was was she was on Home and Away. Yeah, yeah and I think we should probably point out to everyone it. that we're sitting on the Home and Away soundstage right now. And are, Hamish is wearing what are you wearing, Hamish? I'm wearing, He's well, cold. I am cold. I don't have a jumper today, and it's not the warmest of days. And I walked past the Home and Away wardrobe department, and they had a rack saying, um, "This is X Home and Away wardrobe, five dollars a piece." <laughs> and I was looking for a jumper, and they didn't have one because obviously it's a beach themed show. <laughs> uh, they did have a thick flannel. With yes. the sleeves cut off, it's like one of the probably river, a river boys. It's a river boys. It's definitely a river boy shirt. Has worn this. I yeah. think a river boy died in that actually. Yeah, it's got a yeah. wound in the back. <laughs> um, but it's the warmest thing they had, so I'm now wearing Thank a you. sleeveless flannel with a hood. Yeah, and legit, you are wearing it too. We're not even making this up. I needed another layer, and five dollars <laughs> seemed like a good deal. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed this show a lot. I'm going to watch it again. I mean, who knew that public service call centres had so many musical theatre graduates working there? It's great to see Angela from Finance strutting her stuff, and someone had a lot of fun selecting the music to this. My favourite was when the Ambos danced to Call Me by Blondie. Good stuff. (laughs) You're listening to... The one and only... Binge List. Well, it's time again to outwit, outplay and outlast on Australian Survivor, which is currently airing its third season on 10. So far, we've had all the scheming and backstabbing you could possibly want, plus plenty of gratuitous nudity. We've also got champions versus survivors with a bunch of celebs competing against members of the public. Gavin, are you loving it? Well, I'm, I'm a Survivor super fan. That, that's what they call us in the in Survivor circles. But I'm a super fan of the American series. I've watched every episode and thanks to this job, I've interviewed a stack of contestants and Jeff over the years. And for me, it's the best reality series of all time. So my standards were pretty high coming into Australian Survivor, and in some ways, uh, the sh- the show met those standards. The you know the production looks great. It's definitely had money spent on it. The challenges are up to scratch. Jonathan Lapalia is actually quite good as a host. I mean, it's hard to rival Jeff, but Jonathan gives it a good run. My problems with Australian Survivor were always how Ten aired it. So many episodes, episodes that went on forever, uh, conversations that we saw time and time and time again. Whereas the US version is tightly edited, thirteen week format. So in season one, I was frustrated by it, but I stuck it out to the end. Season two, I gave up around the cookie jar, all the, all that stuff about the cookie jar. This season is better. I don't know. I don't know if they've been I listening so. to me. I, I have. <laughs> oh, big hit from Andy Whoa! Lee. That's crossed to him live now. He doesn't think it's better. <laughs> yeah, certainly their Tuesday night ones seem. A bit it does bland. seem a little slow. Yeah. Oh, and and why, is, why is that, guys? No, they just seem to have just put the filler on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Is that because your show's on no. a Tuesday? Appreciate the plug. But oh, it's maybe not what that is why they did that. I don't know what Channel 10 maybe it's Maybe it's uh, <laughs> surrendering. <laughs> yeah, they've got a defensive play yeah. and to put a, a filler show <laughs> on a Possum programming. <laughs> but in all seriousness, are you, are you guys into the show? Like, do you no, watch the. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't done much of the Aussie Survivor, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the same. I'm a big US Survivor. Yeah, fan. right. Um, Hamish is huge into the US Survivor. He had a, he had a, a 45 minute podcast with Jeff Probst. Just Hamish oh, and Jeff. awesome. Yeah. I would have done two hours. Yes. <laughs> he's amazing. He is. He's, he's, he's the best interview subject. He just gives you what you want, sound bites. But he's also bite. the most passionate guy you've ever had, talked yeah. to. Like, yeah. he is the game. Yeah. And it's no surprises that, you know, because how many seasons to go now? Three, is he, they've called it, haven't they? Two or three more? 
Until they're, they're doing season 40. They'll do season 40 and that'll be yes. Legends or... But the, he's they, he's out. It's right. off. It's going to finish. Yeah, he always says that. He was going to finish at season 11. Yeah, right. And here he is still at, you know, 37 but the show, or whatever you're up to. he can never be replaced. Jeff. But I think he's that like Jonathan Lapali is pretty good. Like, yeah, he, I mean, it's only season three, so don't... He can't be replaced. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy Lee on True Story can't be replaced. Yeah, yeah, right. It's okay. the same. Jeff Probst, Andy Lee, same breath. <laughs> yeah. But they, they have tightened this season up. It does feel, watching the, th- the three episodes so far, it does feel like, yeah, doing less padding. And in challenges, they used to play the music really loudly when, when it was about to end. So it's like, da, 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 da. It's like, oh, well, that person's winning immunity. Yeah. They've fixed that. All, all these things that Survivor fans... We know. We've, yeah. If you're a fan, you've watched hundreds of challenges. You, you just you learn the editing tricks. Yes. So they actually have to keep evolving faster than you learn them. So it's not a giveaway. Same with tribals. Like yeah. they, you, You've, you've yeah. seen every bit of misdirection and subterfuge ever going into a tribal to the point where sometimes you can pick it, but the American version still keeps you guessing. They yeah. still do a good job of keeping you guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'll be continuing watching this season. My, my main gripe, and I always have gripes because, you know, Survivor fans always job. have gripes. Um, Casting-wise, there's not enough diversity, and I'm not just talking ethnicity, whereas that's a problem too, but we've got Zach, we've got Robbie, we've got Heath, and we've got Benji, who are all these four pumped-up gym guys. Mm. Alphas. Four of them. Do we need four? Yeah. Two, sure, and then they can be bros together. Our show has two. Yeah. You've got two. Just two. <laughs> gym pump bros. Yeah, two pump, two jack. That's two right. Jack. That should gym be bros. the name of your show, Two yeah. Pump Bros. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Red Bull TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't understand why they would think we needed that many of the same character Maybe type. they thought it was Love Island and they washed up on the wrong island. <laughs> well, perhaps, perhaps. But, yeah, so, th- so that's a problem with 24 people because American season ne- the American series never has 24 contestants. So with no. that many people... People that you think they can mix it up a bit. It seems like it goes for a long time. Yeah, it's 50, 51 days 50, yeah, 50, versus 39. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's nuts. It yeah. is nuts. It's and like it, a village on there. Like, yeah. They build a small downtown. Yeah. People are on there for Incredible. a long time. And because of that, people are worried about playing too hard too soon. And so in the first few episodes, there's been all this talk about, oh, they're playing too hard. That Russell, Russell's playing too hard. It's like, well, when are you going to uh, start playing? Well, guys, like, you are here for the show. Yeah. You don't want to play. Save it for when you get home. <laughs> it seems to be a bit of an Australian thing as well, this whole, oh, we that all... would never be on the US version. Never. Yeah, let's never. be mates that sit around the campfire singing Kumbaya. Yeah. There is very much that. Even third, three seasons in, they're still doing that and people who are playing hard like but Russell didn't but he went in the first episode because they didn't like it they didn't yeah. like it. they didn't they like his play- but what play an idiot hard. for yeah. not playing his immunity idol such an idiot oh. such an idiot but um, I did hear about it I mean yeah. I haven't seen the episode but I mean as a you know he's just, he prides himself as one of the greatest players of all time and he's committed the ultimate sin I know and he's actually committed the ultimate ultimate sin the ultimate sin is go home with an idol in your pocket the ultimate, ultimate series going home with a magic neck yeah. that everyone can see. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. What was he thinking? I but it was a great first episode, though. It was, yeah, it's been a good episode so far. I actually spoke to Russell before he went out to the island and asked him about, you know, why he was doing this show and if he would ever do well on the American one again. And here's what he had to say. Do you think your time on American Survivor has run its course now? No, I, I think it may have because I've decided to do this. I think that uh, I know for a fact that I was going to get called for the next Legend season of 40. So I'm, I'm jeopardizing so much. I'm jeopardizing being on the season of American Survivor, season 40 Legend season, doing this. Right. And I know, I know what I'm jeopardizing. So I, I have 
so much on the line. But even if you had gone back and played Survivor 40, as you mentioned, right? Do, right. do you think do you think you'd ever get far in American Survivor again, or do you think that everyone would always just they, be out for you? They're just so they're so jealous of me because I don't know what it is, but they're so not wanting to be my friend. <laughs> it's like the, the legends. I remember getting off the bus in Heroes versus Villains, and when I everybody gets off, Boston Rob gets off, uh, Rupert gets off, you know, Coach gets off, and then and then I get off, and everybody starts yelling in the crowd. So like with these superstars right in front of me, and they don't like that. They don't like to be. Uh, when I came in the picture, they hated that. You know, because I was one time I was sitting at the People's Choice Award. They said, Rupert, you just won a million dollars on a fan favorite. And I looked at Rupert and I said, Rupert, you know that I'm going to win fan favorite, don't you? He's like, oh, no, no, you no way, no way. And I won fan favorite. So that was Russell. He didn't last very long, but it was great to have him there while he was there. Matt, what have you thought of this season? I think the celebrity angle has been a lot of fun. I love uh, Shane Gould's move in the first step, dragging her opponent literally across the finish line. Oh, that was awesome. It was amazing, wasn't it? And it's funny to uh, see Steve Willis outside of his commando character. We're used to seeing him grunting all the time and being really stern, and here he has another face and another whole voice. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, he's actually got the look of fear in his eyes, which means he could never go back and do that commando thing on Biggest Loser because we've seen him literally crapping himself before be a challenge. Be a yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He really doesn't do well in that very first challenge, does he, where they've got to win stuff for the camp. Yeah, yeah. I'm really into it. And Australian Survivor is currently screening on 10 and available on 10 Play. Binge List. Brought to you by Who Magazine. The daddy of all Aussie reality shows, The Block, is back on nine. This time they're gentrifying St Kilda with the notorious Gatwick Hotel undergoing a massive refit. Yes, let's hope they've burnt plenty of white sage because this place has got a horrifying past. What do you think, Claire? Yeah, I'm a massive fan of The Block, um, but full disclosure, I actually work for them. <laughs> so, yeah, one day a week I write for the block shop and I've actually been involved with the production pretty <laughs> well, much. Well, we can't have stuff. a conflict of interest <laughs> so, on the podcast. No, no, not at all. No. True story. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, it's hard for me to critique this show because mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. and 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 you're part of it. And they pay me. Yeah, so, <laughs> and also they did my bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not quite like that. But um yeah, this this series is is an absolute cracker. I've watched quite a bit of it um through my other job. I I get to see all the episodes before they go to air. The thing about this season is that it's so well cast. There are people on this show that you are going to absolutely fall in love with. Mhm. And there are people that you're going to be watching the show going, oh, my God, what are you doing? You people are awful. And, yeah, so that's the genius. And it seems like every year they they manage to cast it really well. And um, actually this year, 90,000 people applied to be on the show. That's like 45,000 couples. Wow. So they had a huge talent pool to to pick from. But the interesting thing is I reckon that's going to make people even more furious if there's people on the show who can't hack the pace Mm -hmm. or are doing a really crap job or being mean to Scotty. People are going to be like, oh, my God, you didn't choose me. I would have been so much better at that. Yeah, yeah, but it's one of those shows where, you know, there's a lot at stake. Like they're given two hundred and twenty thousand dollars to renovate um, an apartment on, on in the Gatwick, which is this really famous building in St Kilda. It's had a really yeah. checkered past recently. Uh, you know, all this terrible stuff's been happening. People have died there, been murdered there. It was a halfway house. 
of sorts, you know. So they're really breathing new new life into it. But um, it's an absolute cracker. What did you guys think? And and you guys fans as well. I haven't seen. <laughs> seems to be a theme. Um, one thing that I did find interesting, and I will tune in for this, is. And, and this may may be difficult for. I think they, a running theme is always wherever state they're actually filming the block in often gets more people tuning in because oh, of yeah. local knowledge. Yeah. But certainly for Melbourneites, that building oh, totally. um, yeah. is an incredible building. Yeah. Uh, Aside at, from renovating Luna Park. Yeah, 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 yeah you can't get much more yeah. like, iconic. It's a really secure. iconic building and that's why that is a little bit of interest for me to go, okay, what are they going to do with this place? Yeah. Gav, you? Full disclosure... I haven't paid attention to the block since the days of Gavin Waz and Amity Dry in her lighthouse. <laughs> do you remember? There do you remember? Been, yeah, there has been a, yes, there has been a few seasons since it's been then. Like yeah. Yeah. Since then. Amity's yeah. still recording. She's still number one on the charts. You, yeah, you'd, yeah, be yeah. Ha- you'd be happy yeah. to know. Very good. I have a confession to make, though. I can actually sing all the words to the lighthouse. Oh, my God. Do it. Do it. Yeah, the lighthouse. <laughs> Come on, join in. Join in. We can't. We can't. Anyway. An hour to learn some lyrics. <laughs> oh, no. I still, honestly, I don't know. It's like burnt into my... Anyway. But I, I did watch, um, yeah, the, the first uh, couple of episodes of this season, and I can see why it's so popular, why it's still on air, why it does so well. And what I like about it is it's so quick. It's so pacey. My big complaint with yeah. and wasn't I just complaining about this, about Australian Survivor? Yeah. So dragged out. The block just goes. No, bang, bang, and bang, you're bang. straight into it because this week we've got the 48-hour challenge, which it goes straight into. So you know, before you know it, they've revealed a room, and that's determining um, what where they're gonna, what placement their apartment is. So they're all vying for the penthouses, and mm. there's some genuine shocks this week. Like I'm not going to give anything away if you're yet to catch up or haven't seen anything yet. But it is one of those shows that genuinely is can be quite shocking, which is hard to do. You can't can't really fake that stuff. Um, do you know what I get shocked by? And I know what? Matt agrees with me on this. The product placement yeah. is out of control. Isn't oh. it? I could get a bit more in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe head tattoos like across their foreheads. Yeah, they haven't explored every angle yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's just dying to get carpets laid, aren't they? From carpet court. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys done a guesty? Like, you know, this week's bathroom brought to you by Hamish and no, History Story. Has, but if I have a carpet crime committed against me, I do take them to carpet court. Uh, <laughs> Hamish was. Uh, Crimes against Berber. <laughs> we were filming some behind the scenes stuff for True Story. And Hamish came in dressed as Scotty Cam from the block one well, day. Well, actually, we raided Channel 9's cupboard and got all the promotional gear from Channel 9 to give out to guests that were on our show. <laughs> so, so we gave him, like, Channel 9 rulers oh, and, amazing. and the voice up, hats. You'll see it. We'll put it up mid-season, but Hamish is, like, pretending to be Scotty Cam, and then halfway through his impersonation, <laughs> I said, you've never seen the block, have you? Because Scotty Cam doesn't know this. I haven't seen the block. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, but I know it's a I know it's a bloody good warm up on a Tuesday for whatever's after it. And, and what's that? Oh, uh, just a fun, cool new show called True Story. Guys. <laughs> true stories. You guys are champing at the bit to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, should, we, should we put them let's out of the misery? Yeah, yeah let's, do it. let's do it. Let's Yes, yes, yes. Every group of friends has a story that becomes legendary among them. And Hamish and Andy, you've made some of these tales nationally famous on True Story, which is back on Nine. Mm. I wasn't aware. Thank you, though. <laughs> um, Seamless. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah no, we're wrapped. It's interesting though. The we were extremely proud of season one, but from we had sixteen hundred stories submitted. Wow, that's huge! Uh, in season one, eight, over one eight, minute of the block submission. Yeah. <laughs> over eight thousand stories submitted oh, for wow. season two. Um, and this show takes a long, long time to make, which uh, which we don't really care to tell to many people because it's much more fun to pretend that it just comes up and then <laughs> we listen to it and suddenly it's out there. But, yeah, 16 months to make a, a season of True Story. And, but Way the, longer than it takes to renovate the Gatwick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
um, largely because of that research, that, that, that four months of sifting through the 8,000 stories and then calling everyone back and trying to get to the bottom of every single story to make sure the best ones are in front of Hamish and I. We mm. sit down and listen to 20 of them and then we pick 10 to recreate. So Yeah, right. So, so how do you choose the ones that you end up recreating? It can, some can fall off from a number of, for a number of reasons. The fact that Ham and I don't know the story at all before we sit down, and that's part of the the whole show. You know, we like the genuine reactions from us that are part of this, the format. Um, you know, we're trusting in our friends to put in stories that they think that we'd like, and they do a great job. Obviously, they've got to pick the stories that logistically are going to make a good story should they get through. You know, there's a few twists and turns, there's a few layers to it. It's Obviously, it's going to be able to fill half an hour is kind of one of the criteria that isn't easy in or out. Like, if something's just a great moment, it's probably not going to be a half-hour episode. But the reason we do 20 is that so much of it comes down to the day and the mood and the, mm. the and sometimes the story can spark off in a whole different direction, which then becomes the episode. And it's just kind of luck of the draw. Sometimes it works that way and sometimes it doesn't. You'd never guarantee, you'd never bank on you know, every story having mm. to be an amazing, amazing hit. So, yeah, there's a few in there that are just like, well, look, this might not be one, but um, who knows? If the conversation yeah. goes in a wild direction, suddenly you could get 10, 15 minutes of something that we've never heard about before because that's the kind of person that's telling the story. And we look at the, the budget and we go, what can we actually recreate in a great way so it doesn't look cheap? And cinematic is the, what we're going for. And it's, yeah. you know, and nothing to do with us, but great DOP and producers that create this amazing uh, look. And so there were, we were dropped off one that was set on a submarine in the 70s and we couldn't <laughs> find a submarine. You're like, okay. And there was another one that was set that happened on a gondola uh, on on its way up. So like a, a, a cable cart on its way up to – Oh, not uh, a gondola in Venice. No, no. no. Right. Sorry, um, no, but on Mount Etna in Italy. On Mount Etna oh, in Italy. Right. And so Kinda we went to and face that. Yeah, yeah. researched – how we could do these cable carts and, and it was like this is going to be too expensive and we still think it's going to look pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. That's the scenario we're trying to yeah. avoid which is like hey we could do it it would cost you three episodes budget and it would look half as good as all the others. Yeah. That's the yeah. one we so have to some- sadly let him go. The thing I really like is how the recreation, the script of the recreation pulls things out of your interview yeah. um, with the story and, and it's very meta. It reminded me a little bit of on how on Gilligan's Island the radio used to say something, they'd say something among themselves yeah. and then the radio would reply to them. Yeah, right. <laughs> that kind of – I'm sure you're – Not where shows, we got it from, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but you're right. It is the but same that thing. That kind of thing where, yeah, they'll say something in the recreation as if they'd just heard what you'd said Spot in the on. studio. And, yeah. Yeah, that's, we, one, we, that's my favourite bit. We sort of think of the recreation as our imagination of what right. the the mental picture we're building as we're hearing the story. That's yeah, kind of yeah, the rule right. of thumb that we use. So in that way, like it kind of makes sense to go, well, the dialogue would be filled in by what the person's just told us if they sort of, you know, they say, oh, I looked up and I, I couldn't believe it. It yeah. kind of makes sense for the person in the scene to go, I can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Gavin, this season, we kind of, we, we knew that was an element for season one, um, but then... We had a lot of other things we were worried about <laughs> actually trying to work out what the show is. But what that exact thing that you're talking about, the idea that someone can forget something and then that can be in the reenactment and then remember it and then they can suddenly re- remember it in the reenactment and bounce between the, the thoughts is something we tightened up for season two mm. and I think you'll find a lot more of that type. Was of it hard to actually write? Like, how, what's, the, what's the actual process of... Yeah, so Ryan, I think we got better at it yeah, this season. Ryan, Hamish and I... Um, sit down and, and write them and we had one guest writer on one episode called Ray Matson, who's a terrific writer and it normally takes us about 
two months, three months. Takes um, a while to do the writing. To write so the way, we'll watch the interview, which is then transcribed. Mm. So the interview obviously happens first. Transcribed, that's cut down. In, and so there's there's an actual script of the interview, like a, a but it's but it's not like a normal script because it contains every um and ah and oh yeah yeah. There might be a whole page of literally just Hamish Andy Hamish Andy Hamish Andy, but we're saying one word or one syllable each because we're it's the start of a sentence, which goes by in a second, but it fills a whole page because we're both just jumping in, finishing sort of each other's sentence, and then doing a little bit. Oh, no, you go. Like that, would, <laughs> like that would take almost two pages if you wrote it all out. Yeah. So we get that that sort of like messy transcript. Then we go through the story and edit it and pick the bits that we think could then be become scenes, mm. and then you go through and write those, and then it goes through the drafting process, and we, you know, we, we probably end up shooting about draft. Seven or eight. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. So we we have we normally talk to them for about between forty five minutes and an hour. Oh right. And we use about sixteen minutes. God, on. that's a long so, time. So some of the just just the interview scripts come at like seventy pages. <laughs> yeah. So it's our job to slowly. Yeah, to kind of turn that into into something is, watchable. Hopefully, the story is concise at sixteen minutes. It's just all us asking questions that lead nowhere because we don't know what the story is about. Like we'll often, you know, there'll be twenty minutes of us getting an unnecessary backstory on a teacher in a school that we thought would be a big character, but who actually is just a. Because you guys don't know moment. the story, right? No. I think you were saying when we were chatting, Andy, that um, was it. Ryan was walking past with a placard saying, <laughs> that was, "This isn't the actual yes. story." Season one, <laughs> season one, we had a guy that just had no qualms in telling, and he lived a lot of lives, you know, and he was telling us a story about being on a croc farm in the Northern <laughs> Territory. And we went, "Oh, well, we just assume this is the story." So we're asking him everything about the croc farm, you know, like how long have you been there? Do you have any training? Who are you working with? Where were you staying at the time? And he was very happy to give you all these details and tell you about the croc farm until, yeah, Rye had to go behind him with a big, big, like, cue card that said, This is this not, is the, not story. the story. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Were there any particular um, things that you shot which were a favourite? I mean, <clears throat> I think mine was the cat one. Oh, yes. Um, that is a, so many a questions. Hard. There is, yeah, I mean, so many. The, there is, there's one story where a, a cat arrives dead in a pets pack at a regional airline, <laughs> and the, the, the family who owns the cat's arriving two days later, and the, the boss of the airline thinks that's enough time to try and replace the cat before they arrive. I so mean, that's that escapade. That's just not. Uh, um, that's the one coming up next, I think, after, yes, after this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing for us is. They're all, they're all. I love them all, but for really different reasons. Um, there are some that I that, that I like more than others, but this year because of how many stories we had in there's there's thrillers, there's legitimate horror stories in there. There's a romance story, there's a mystery, and you get to play in all these different genres. Um, and so you kind of walk away going, oh, I really like that one for a very different reason. Mm. Yeah, I'm completely obsessed with Carol, the woman who. Uh, <laughs> Faked appendicitis to get out of her poetry homework. Yes. Now, I want to know, did she show you her appendix scar? She did not, but um, I reckon Carol's – I don't reckon it's the last we've seen on TV of Carol. No. I think she's too good. <laughs> she's amazing. One one scene that got cut out um, just for time, Matt, was we um, we asked her, when did you tell your mum? Um, for people who might have missed it, it was episode <laughs> one. It's just gone. And uh, she said, I told my mum 10 years later that she'd faked appendicitis to get out of school homework and gone all the way through to the operation and still said yes. <laughs> so we asked her when you told her, and she said, 10 years later, and we said, oh, what does your mum say? 
and she said she asked me whether the blindness was real because she's actually vision impaired. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been lying about being blind? <laughs> Hilarious. And the best part of that story is that she didn't even get out of the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> no. just, just, just an unnecessary ten days, ten days off school. Yeah, um, great. So there's twists and turns, but we've got legitimate shocking twists in a few of the episodes. You know, kind of, you know, on par with with the set, the likes of the film Seven and those types of things. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we're pretty excited. Without giving away any spoilers, what would you say would be the the most shocking revelation for you? Um, there is an there's an animal attack. There's one story where we, if you if you're reading the story, mm. I, I reckon on paper, there would be that sinking feeling of going, oh my god. If you're reading it in third person, you're like, oh my god, this girl's going to die. But because we had the person it happened to telling uh, us yeah. that this happened, yeah. there's a part of your brain going, well, you clearly didn't die, <laughs> and we're all having a big laugh about it. But my god, this is harrowing. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think it'll be a lot of people's worst nightmare. This thing happening to them because it involves an animal. That probably a lot of people have a phobia about, right? Ooh. And so we had the we'd sent them to Channel Nine, and the marketing lady rang and said, "I'm still having nightmares about that episode." Oh, no. and I said, "Oh, it's meant to be a funny thing." And she <laughs> said that, that, and that particular episode again, we had fun in the genre, the horror genre, um, and there's light relief because we're laughing about it, but we still wanted to encapsulate the fear that she was going through so there are some quite full yeah. moments it'd be like you know halfway through the dramatic scenes of Jaws coming back to the studio and Steven Spielberg's talking to some people going oh great yeah, we're having a big laugh and then what happened <laughs> so then the shark's trying to get on the boat <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. hilarious um, I wanted to ask you guys about the fact just lastly that um your show has been remade for a German audience. Yeah, yeah. So I'm dying to know what it, what's the German Hamish and Andy like. Um, one of them's good. a celebrity chef and the other one's a comedian. So I don't know. <laughs> so they're which, exactly like us. I don't know which ones of us are chef. Hans and which your heart. Yeah. Like, what are their names? I think you're pretty close. Actually. Is it? Yeah, right. I can't remember. Yeah, um, classic. Really Heinrich and Anders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, we've seen like footage. Obviously, we're just seeing it in German, mm. but. Um, Gee, they seem pretty relaxed and good. Yeah, they, yeah. We, 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 Hamish and I were trying to talk up how hard like, it would be to find I don't know, guys. You'd never get a Hamish and Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind, kind of, kind kind of a once-in-a-generation well. uh, deal. <laughs> and then um, these guys, they said, no, I think we've got some guys. And they're smashing it. Yeah, what, really? What was fascinating awesome. about watching other... So it's being commissioned in the, in Israel, starting in the Netherlands as well. And oh, what's, wow. what's fascinating is you watch the German version. They're the only ones that have currently shot their interviews. They're doing the scripting phase at the moment. And the same, you can get the same feel without speaking the language, which I don't, with the interviewers or and or the Hamish and Andy's sitting there and their jaws drop or they 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 lighten mm. up and the same interaction is happening. It's really fun seeing that happen. Really they keep saying Scheiße. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but they seem to be into it. Oh, super cool! <laughs> A true story with Hamish and Andy screens online. It's an excellent show, and I'm not just saying that because they're right here. <laughs> And it's available review on Nine now, so make sure you catch up if you haven't seen it already. You'll love the appendix episode, especially. Hamish and Andy, I believe you both have to go. It's been lovely having you here. I heard you about to talk about the Kardashians, so that's our cue to leave. <laughs> I, think I think you're right. Wise move. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Thanks you. so much, guys. Really great. enjoyed it. Cheers. Binge, Binge lit. lit. <laughs> 
That great survivor of pseudo-reality TV keeping up with the Kardashians is back for season 15 on E! It seems like this family has almost surpassed the show that launched them, but new episodes keep on coming. What do you think, Gavin? Yeah, we watched the first episode of season 15 just before Hamish and Andy joined us, and now they've run away because we're talking about the Kardashians. <laughs> um, I feel like keeping up with the Kardashians isn't actually keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, this 15th season kicked off with Kim's 37th birthday celebration. Kim Kardashian West turned 37 last October. So something that happened last October, October 2017, is now just making it to air. I'm surprised this many seasons in that, um, you know, the show hasn't caught up with real life. I I feel like if you're following the Kardashians and the Jenners and all their associated hangers-on that you know everything that they do. So do you really want to wait 10 months to see that play out on air? I'm not so sure. Um and apart from lagging behind real life so um, so much, the other thing that surprised me about watching Kardashians, because I haven't tuned in for a while, was it's pretty mundane stuff. Um, yeah. You know, there was one scene where Chloe and Kim were talking about Kim's upcoming baby shower. Again, a baby shower for Chicago, who was born back in January. And Kim's like, oh, I really like cherry blossoms. I, I want the theme to be cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. Chloe says, yeah, they're pretty. It's like that was the level of, you know. But you didn't keep watching though, did you, Gav? Well, I didn't. I walked out after about half an hour. And and, and, and I walked in. And you walked in. <laughs> and there was a big blow up. I knew the big blow up was coming because yeah. they kept promoing it coming and up. all I got was the big blow up. So I didn't get any of the filler. And how was the blow up, Claire? <sighs> it was everything I thought it would be and less. You know, <laughs> like it was just <laughs> this show. I I really hate it. I, I hate everything about the Kardashians. Um this felt to me, you know, that big sort of Courtney versus Kim brouhaha that they promote on in that episode. It just felt like the kind of argument that my sister and I would have when we were in year nine, you know, like, be like, Lucy, you can't believe you like took my favourite highlighter. Mm, Claire, you stole my T-shirt. It was like literally that kind of level of yeah. stuff. But I mean, like, and also how she didn't even give her a good burn, like. The worst thing that she could say to Courtney was, well, you're the least interesting of all the Kardashians. Like, duh, we all know that. Like, okay, maybe. Oh, no, Rob's fat, so he's got something interesting in that respect. But, yeah, no, just not a fan of this show at all. Like, no, 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 no. Matt, no? I thought it was really funny, actually. This is the only show that uses heavier digital face filters than RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Some of the shots of Kim Kardashian's face were practically animation. They were so digitally touched up. Uh, The vacant stares and the droning voices, they made me laugh. The finger massager they used because of excessive uh, texting on their phones was hysterical. I wonder if if that was uh, paid product placement. Um, I enjoyed watching the switches between banal reality and the stuff that's clearly scripted, like the fight between Courtney and Chloe. This show I is... think that that was real. No, I disagree with you. Definitely soft No, that, that kind of sisterly bitching, it really rang true with me. Oh, maybe, that was maybe. like getting a little dig in. You know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to get this dig in while the camera crew are here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the script writers work on real tensions between them. Mm. Um, this show is absolute trash, but they're good <laughs> at what they do. I won't be watching the rest of it. That, it for me, it's the ultimate second screen show. I know I talk a lot about how I often have a second screen going while I'm watching TV, but this is the type of show where you can do that and not miss a thing. And that's because half the time, Kim and Chloe and Courtney and all of them, they're on a second screen. They're on, yeah, they're on they TV are. and they're texting or they're, you know, Kim was driving while, making a, phone, while making a phone call in the episode I watched. Um, 
you, you know, she's only paying half attention to the road. I only need to pay half attention to her. But people, <laughs> She is a bit of a car crash after yeah. all. <laughs> people obviously love this. It has a huge following. I mean, it's we're into 15 seasons. It hasn't been going for 15 years. They snuck a couple of uh, double seasons in some years. It started in uh, 2007. And, you know, it's got its formula down. Either you love it or you don't. It's, it, this really could continue until season 45. They're not going to want to end the show anytime no, soon. No, so I, I just can't help thinking of, like, my elderly grandparents who, you know, fought in the Second World War and lived through rations and all of that stuff. I mean, I wonder what they would think about the Kardashians. Like, I just think they'd be like, what, we fought a war for this? No. Maybe we'll have them on the show next. <laughs> Maybe they can be our special guests <laughs> next, next <Claire's> week. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for your company today and thanks again to Hamish and Andy for coming in. Listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you are subscribed to Binge List and get in contact with us via Twitter. Look out for Gavin Scott 99 I am Claire and Mr. Matt Denby. Until next week, happy viewing. Bye. Bye. And thanks to Hamish and Andy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.